website, you should have a handout. Uh, if you remembered it from last week, you want to pull that out. We're not going to take a lot of time this evening, but uh, I do want to make a little more progress in our handout. So if you have it, that's great. If you don't have it, the ushers might have some extras for you. And uh, take your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24. We've been uh, we've had a been doing a sermon series, uh, personalities and proverbs. We looked at what the Bible says about the simple. Of course, Solomon is the penman of most of the Proverbs, and uh, he's writing to his son that he loves so much, he wants him to be wise, he doesn't want him to make some of the same mistakes that he made in his life, and, uh, and so he's warning his son of the simpleton, who just kind of goes along with the flow, and then, of course, the fool, and uh, the fool, are those extra handouts there, Mr. Lauderboy? If you need a handout, you another one, raise your hand and Gary will get you one. Uh, but you remember the simple and then the fool, the fool, um, the fool lives like there is no God. And uh, you and I should be careful about calling people fools. Uh, we really should. Uh, sometimes you might look at someone and think they're a fool and maybe they are biblically a fool, but you and I have been cautioned against calling people fools. But fools are real. They live like there is no God. And then, little by little, a simple person will turn into a fool, and a fool will turn into a scorner. And a scorner, um, well, they rebel against authority. They rebel against authority. The fool says, what do they know? And, uh, and, the, and the scorner says, hey, I got it under control. I got everything under control. And a scorner is very rebellious against his school teachers, his parents, um, it's interesting, a scorner won't show signs of rebellion necessarily against authority, figures of authority who are not requiring anything of them. Did you catch that? So if a teacher is not exercising their authority, the scorner won't have a problem. As long as the, the scorner's fine, as long as the authority is doing what they want what the scorner wants him to do. The scorner will be fine. May even be good friends. But as soon as his God-given authority says no, or we're going this way, we're not going to play duck, duck, goose, we're going to play kickball today, the scorner uh, will automatically rebel, okay, at every level, at every level. And now we're looking at the sloth or the sluggard. I didn't bring any uh, stuffed animals with me tonight. Uh, if you missed that, I'm sorry. But, but how would you describe yourself? That's the question. Are you a sluggard? Are you a scorner? By definition, a, a sloth or a, a scorner, or excuse me, a, a sluggard or a, a, a slothful person is someone who lacks the discipline and integrity to follow through on their God-given responsibility of work. You remember how last week I pointed out that some people who are slothful... Uh, They'll, they'll, they'll be very hard workers in certain areas of life, things that they love, very diligent in video games, but not so diligent in making the bed, right? Or as the illustration was last week, very diligent in working the chainsaw, work all day like that, but not so diligent making the bed, right? And so uh, every one of us have been slothful or sluggardly in different areas of our lives, and uh, in particularly, one of the areas where 
we as believers can be found slothful or sluggards, uh, irresponsible in our God-given work responsibilities, is the, in, in the area of our spiritual lives. Our walk with the Lord. Are, 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 are you a sluggard when it comes to your prayer life? Are you a sluggard when it comes to the Word of God? Are you slothful? And I guess I'm preaching to the choir on a Sunday night. Or are you slothful in your walk with God? Um, and, and, the, and the reality is we've all played the sloth before. We've all played the sluggard. And we, we, ought, we shouldn't. We shouldn't continue to do it. We shouldn't continue to do it. Uh, we looked at uh, the definition of a scorner. We looked at some characteristics. Making excuses is a characteristic of a, a slothful person. Living by convenience. Doing what is convenient. What's easy. Just kind of going along. Um, letter C was, the, another characteristic was lacking diligence and self-discipline. And by the way, in our, in our society today, we've got all kinds of diagnosis um, for people. And I don't want to get into, I'm not going to even name anything, but you ought, your mind ought to be working here. Um, the medical field will say, well, this person is, and we give labels. It's this. It's this. It's this. It's this. And sometimes it is, okay? Sometimes the person is a scorner. Sometimes the person is a fool. Sometimes the person is just simple. They've got to grow up. Sometimes they're a sluggard. And it's not something to be diagnosed with a, a pill. It's something to be diagnosed as a parent biblically to help train our children not to be sluggards. But they lack diligence and self-discipline. They're covetous. This is a characteristic of a slothful or a sluggardly person. They're covetous, full of want but empty of reward. Uh, they don't plan or prepare for the future. And so Solomon tells his son, go to the ant. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. She is preparing. She is working. She is laboring. Preparing for the day when there won't be anything to eat. Uh, go, to the, go to the ant. Look. And, and the sluggard, though, does not prepare for the future. They have trouble getting started. And they waste time. I mean, isn't that all of us at times? Have you? Is anybody beside me? Is it hard to get started on something? Yeah. Uh, so it's not. You're not a sluggard if you've ever done this. I think we've all played the sluggard or the slothful. But the question is, are you characterized by it? Am I characterized by this? And by the way, in my own life, as I've been studying this, in my own life, I can look back over my life. And I can see at times in my life where I was characterized as a sluggard. I was, there's no doubt about it. I was slothful. And I can look over my life and I can see how God has worked and removed and honed. And I've told you before that he, at times he's gotten out the bigger chisel to knock off some of these edges. And sometimes it's very painful. There are hard lessons to learn. Um, uh, letter G has trouble finishing. They, they, they're prone to quitting. The slothful man roasteth not which he took in hunting. Uh, but the substance of a diligent man, that man who has eager determination, that's not the description of a slothful man. This man, of the, the, the substance of a diligent man is precious. He's worked for it. He's labored for it. He's gotten up early. He's finished the task. And it's very precious to him. 
but not to the slothful. Letter H, he lacks substance in time of need. Letter I, he wastes resources and opportunities. And that's where we're at here this evening. You're in Proverbs chapter 24. Let's look at verse number 30. Proverbs 24 and verse number 30. I'll read down through verse 34. I hope you're there. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30, down through verse 34. It says this. He says, I went by the field of the slothful. So you go by the farmer who's a sloth. He's not a diligent man. He's lazy. He's a farmer, though. He owns a farm and he has a field. And this, and Solomon says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. He doesn't know what to do. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles and covered and covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction, yet a little sleep and a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. It's like getting robbed. This... This farmer, this vintner, this man has a vineyard. And Solomon looks at it and he sees the stone wall is broken down and all the thorns and nettles have overgrown. And he looks at it and he learns a lesson from it. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Now, is it wrong to sleep, yes or no? No. Okay, so none of us should leave here depressed because we took a nap this afternoon. All right. I hope you did. I hope you, I hope you were able to take a nap this afternoon. You should. You should. Sundays are a great day for napping. But you remember last week as we were studying, we read a passage of scripture. You remember the the sluggard, the slothful man on the door hinge. You know, he, he's compared to a, a door on its hinges that keeps going back and forth. Just kind of in my in my mind, I picture the guy in bed. He just won't get out of bed. He just keeps flopping back and forth, and the sun's up, and the lights coming in, and he wraps the pillow around his head. If this is you, I'm sorry. He wraps the pillow around his head because he just wants it to be dark, and he just keeps flopping back and forth on his bed. And here's the thing. There's a lot of work to do. God's given him life. God's given him a mind to think with. He's given him hands to work with. He's given him responsibilities. And boy, I'll tell you, men, you and I are some of the most miserable people on the face of the earth when we are not diligent in our responsibility. When we're not working, doing something, we're some of the most miserable people on the face of the earth. It's good to, it's good to be busy. And uh, life changes, and retirement comes, and, but stay busy. Uh, work, labor, uh, serve your wife, take care of the property God's given you. Be diligent at those things. Uh, you don't feel like a man. You don't feel. Something's not right. Uh, it's not right. You don't feel right just sitting there on the couch and hours and hours going by. And you get done, the game's over, the next game comes and goes, and you roll around a little bit, eat a little this and that, and you get up and you feel miserable. God didn't make you for that. I'm not preaching against watching a game, unless it's Michigan State, then you probably should abstain. But, but, uh, but you're, you're, you're following what I'm saying, right? Okay. So don't be slothful. Uh, letter I, he wastes resources and opportunities. And this, as we just read in Proverbs 24, he does. He, he wastes his fields, he wastes his... His vineyard, he has these stone walls, they're just falling down. I mean, somebody's got to go out there and get their hands dirty and get some dirt under their fingernails and rebuild the walls. Somebody has to do it. It's his job. 
He's just wasting what God's entrusted into his care. It's called poor stewardship. You might write that off to the side. It's poor stewardship. You know, God's given every single one of us different abilities. We're stewards of those abilities. Stewards. Those abilities didn't originate with us. God entrusted them into our care. Abilities. Time. He's given us time. I read recently that time is the most valuable commodity available to people today. More valuable than money, time. And uh, as Scott Pagan reminded me before the service, uh, I'm closing in on 40. I don't have as much time as I used to have. You know, but it's true. I can't go back. You and I can't go back. We have a limited amount of time. We ought to be good stewards of that. Look here in in your handout, Proverbs 18 and verse 9 says, He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. Are you slothful in your work? Because if you are, you're a brother, you're, you're like to the person who's a great waster. It's not a noble description to be described as someone who who wastes, who squanders, who just throws away that which is valuable. Don't don't squander. Don't be slothful in your work. The sluggard is not only someone who does not work, or he's not only someone who refuses to work, but he's someone that is slack and inattentive in his employment, employment. He just doesn't pay close. It's just not important to him. And see, here's the problem. This is getting to the root. This is, these are the characteristics of a scorner, but, or, or a, a slothful man, a sluggard. Uh, he just doesn't care about what God's given him to do. He's flying by the seat of his pants. By the way, if you're a very talented person, if you can procrastinate and still pull it off and make it happen, and nobody knows the difference, you know, you can be pretty proud about that. But God knows your heart. God knows your heart. And see, God's not in heaven looking down going, wow, what a talented guy I made. Wow, he can really procrastinate and pull it off. Way to go. That's not what he's saying. He's thinking, you're a slothful man. You're barely scraping by. You're not giving it your best. You're not diligent in what I've given you to do. You're inattentive a bit careless, and you're just barely scraping by. And you know what? As your pastor, in in your places of work, don't do that. Don't do that. Give it your best. Uh, uh, Tori and I were talking the other day, and I think it was Colossians 3.23, and I opened my Bible to that, and Tori read it to me, and it says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as unto the Lord and not unto men. You know, sometimes you and I can just wing it, and people will go, wow, that was great. Thanks. And we in our hearts know we winged it. I almost said winged it, but that would not be right. We in our hearts know that we winged it. We just kind of, just kinda, it wasn't important to us. Well, we got by. Thanks. But God knows our hearts. Whatsoever we do, do it heartily with all of our hearts as unto the Lord, because he's watching, not unto men. Not unto men. Uh, the sluggard is slothful in his work. Letter J. Letter J. He causes irritation. He causes irritation and confusion. 
Now, this is a characteristic of a sluggard. He causes irritation and confusion. Instead of getting the assigned task done or being a help, this person hinders the project. He gets in the way, and he always has an excuse for his uselessness. <laughs> he always has an excuse, a reason, a good reason. Remember, no excuses. No excuses. Embrace that phrase, by the way, no excuses. And, and not so you can use it on your spouse. Okay. But so you can use it on yourself. And repeat it to yourself at times. When you find yourself not being diligent in the areas of work that God's given you to do, use it on yourself. Hey, no excuse. I'm not going to make excuse. Because some of us, if we're a sluggard, especially as a, as a young person, we have those tendencies, some more than others, if we are allowed to continue in our sluggardly ways and kind of we get through life, we, we don't get fired from our job, we somehow are still creeping along and you know what, life is going okay. Uh, you, if you're a sluggard and you're, you're older in life or in your middle, middle ages, you know, you're probably really good at coming up with excuses. You're probably like a master at it. You should have a PhD in excuses. You're good at it. Embrace the idea, no excuses. I'm not going to make excuses. Um, so he causes irritation and confusion. Look at, look at Proverbs 10 here in verse 26 in your handout. I have it there. Proverbs 10 in verse 26 says, As vinegar to the teeth. That's quite a feeling, right? If you don't know what that's like, you can go home and try it. As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard. To them that send him. Interesting how Solomon's talking to his son here. He's saying to, to his son, hey, uh, a sluggard, a slothful man is like, is like smoke to your eyes to the person who he's working for. Boy, it's burning. You want to get away from it. It's terrible. It, it's painful. It hurts. It's an irritation. Letter K. Uh, difficult circumstances. This is a characteristic of the sluggard, of the slothful man. His life is full of difficult circumstances. Now, sometimes God brings hardship into our lives, okay? And it's outside of our control. Uh, if you're a diligent person, just because you're a diligent person doesn't mean you're not going to have some hardship in life, okay? But I want you to know something from the Word of God. A sluggard and a slothful person will have a lot of hardship in life, and it's they're reaping what they've sown. I already mentioned they, they come to points in their lives and they don't have. You know, it's God's people. We've been commanded to give, right? We can give. We can give of our time. We can give of our treasure. We can give of our different abilities and, and ex, areas of expertise. God's blessed us with those opportunities. However, a slothful man doesn't have the ability to give because he doesn't have to give. But he's always coveting something else. And here we see that he, he's faced with many difficult circumstances. And, and it's interesting, and I think I wrote it in your notes, that this person, the sluggard, is so busy looking for the shortcut, they're always getting stuck in the bushes. Where did I, where did I get that from? Look at Proverbs 15 and verse 19. It's in your handout, it says, The way of the slothful man is as an hedge of thorns. But the way of the righteous is made plain. He's always getting stuck 
You know, sometimes the sluggard spends more time looking for the shortcut, and it'd just be a whole lot easier if he just rolled up his sleeves, focused, locked in, and got it done and moved on. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Have you ever had something to do, and you just didn't want to do it? And you thought about it every which way, and, and you made a bunch of excuses, and you didn't, you didn't want to do it. And finally, you know, weeks pass, months pass. Finally, you go out and do it. Now there's damage to part of your property because you didn't take care of it. Or, or whatever it may be, you, maybe you've lost some money because you didn't do what you knew you needed to do. Maybe something is now in disrepair. It's, it, it's worse. It's going to cost you more to fix it now than if you just fixed it in the beginning. But you're so busy trying to find the easy way out. Just roll up your sleeves and go to work and do it. It's okay. Difficult circumstances are is a characteristic of a sluggard. Letter L, letter L, and this will be the last of the characteristics we'll look at this evening. He avoids responsibility. He avoids responsibility and he he desires to be pampered. He desires to be pampered. He avoids responsibility. Uh, Look here at Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19, verse 24. It's in your handout. It says, A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom. And will not so much as bring it to his mouth. Now, the statement, and will not so much as bring it to his mouth, I think, is an exaggeration to make a point. Okay. I mean, he'll eat. He may not want to get up off the couch, get a refill. Okay. But I think he's exaggerating here to make a point. He gets in a comfortable place, and he's just not willing... He gets where he wants to be, and he's just not willing to embrace his responsibility. He avoids responsibility. What are your responsibilities? And I mean, what are your God-given responsibilities? As husbands, you have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to love my wife like Christ loves the church. As wives, you have a responsibility to submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Right? Children, what do you, you have a responsibility, right? Children, obey your parents. In the Lord, for this is right, right? Listen to what they're saying. Put yourself under their authority. Do what they say. Do what they say. Well, I don't agree. God didn't give a caveat for that. You have a responsibility. And so as children, as wives, as as husbands, as men, as women, as church members, well, we got a lot of responsibilities, don't we? (laughs) We We could go a long time tonight talking about our responsibilities. Just what are the responsibilities we have? as deacons, as pastors, and so many of them. Okay, a responsibility as a pastor is to preach the Word of God, but you can't preach it if you haven't studied it. Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. That's work. Say, Pastor, I'm sure you always feel like studying. I, I laugh and sometimes I marvel with Cindy, you know, that God called me to preach because I didn't really like talking in front of people growing up and studying was something I detested. Didn't like to study. And God called me to study every week and to give oral reports the rest of my life. It's interesting. So, and, I, and I've grown to love it, I do, but I don't always feel like it. So we all have God-given responsibilities. 
I love Proverbs because he comes right out and just said, hey, there's somebody, there's a personality, and he's called a slothful man. He's called a sluggard. And, he, and what he does is he doesn't do what God's given him to do. He doesn't do the work. He tries to avoid it, the work that God's given him to do. Do the work that God's given you to do. We'll stop there tonight. Let's pray.